Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the 5-0 Show. I'm Jamie Rothschild, the host of the show. This is a second part of a series with Assistant Police Chief Brian Chapman from the Phoenix Police Department. Chief, thank you for remaining with us. My pleasure, as always. And we really want to thank Bonneville 92.3, 98.7, and 620 on the AM dial for this time to come to you every week to talk about matters of the community because community matters. If you want to learn more about the Silent Witness program, please check out silentwitness.org or you can call 480-WITNESS. If you want to learn more about careers with the City of Phoenix or specifically the Phoenix Police Department, sworn or professional, please call 602-262-6925 for police careers or you can check out phoenix.gov slash employment. And Chief, you've made tremendous careers in how we hire and who we hire. Before we talk about that, last week we talked a little bit about people mattering and how you got to put people first. And you had, and I, and I never want to focus on the, the bad things that can happen. Everyone knows that things can happen. We're joined by Assistant Chief Brian Chapman from the Phoenix Police Department. And previously, I know we had the opportunity to talk about his career. But one of the things he's most passionate about is talking about hiring and retaining others into this career. So today we want to talk about the changes to the recruitment unit, how to become a cop, and what changes that they implement to help you do it. Can I just follow up and say... For anybody wanting to join the Phoenix Police Department, also look at joinphxpd.com. That is a direct connect that will tell you about our upcoming testing dates and opportunities for both um, sworn and non-sworn positions. And so I, let's talk about that because that's a newer that's a newer avenue. And I'm guessing that what you found is people don't want to navigate to get through 80 screens and clicks to get to what they're seeking. Is that was the intentionality of, of doing that? That was. And also... To about the 95th percentile, we are engaging people through social media and cell phones, not internet web pages that probably a lot of people my age are accustomed to. And so this is about adapting and, and evolving. And so that that's part of that whole process. Well, so I'm going to, we're going to, let's do that first then. That's important. So I was walking through the ASU campus one day when I was full-time in silent witness and I started asking students and I, I'm sure I creeped them out. How do they get their news? And it turns out None of their answers were how I get my news. <laughs> they weren't watching at 6 p.m. They weren't reading the paper. Everything was done through the phone. So I have noticed that since you and your team have been looking at how we reach applicants, is that a major consideration? That's the game changer for us. We're meeting people where they are, as opposed to back in the days of Lush when Phoenix had a 1,000 people showing up for a testing opportunity. We really didn't have to do much recruiting. And when you find out when times get lean that you you have to change, then you find out that you maybe weren't very good at recruiting to begin with because it was the time of plenty. So we uh, have shifted. We have a, a five-member recruitment team. We um, have done some really creative and innovative things with the hiring process. We have academic waivers now for anybody that has an associate's or bachelor's degree. You don't need to take the entrance test. We're working with the military and a, and a in a um, agreement with them called SkillBridge, where people transitioning out of the military can come get hired by the Phoenix Police Department, uh, and we're uh, we're taking our testing on the road, and we're going out to different places within the state, and it, it really is a, a transformational time for us, and we have seen evidence of that success in our numbers that have 
continue to go up on a monthly basis for the last three or four months. And so, again, I, I want to dig a little bit further. I, I've told you before that I moved here from New York. I couldn't get hired in New York. I thought I would come out to Phoenix. I had heard they were hiring. I couldn't get my head around the numbers they were hiring because where I'm from, it was maybe 10 or 20 a year. I come out here and thought, well, maybe someday I'll, I'll go back there. But I became uh, in, I, I fell in love with the culture of this agency. And I had to pay to travel out here, and I wasn't making much money. But now you and your team have said, hey, we can, to your point, reach people where we are. You've even made the, the process, I don't want to say easier, but more user-friendly. Can you talk about how that looks? Because I, I had to fly out, I think, at least twice. Now I think it sounds like you guys are doing a great job of streamlining everything and making it work in the applicant's favor. Yeah, we have. We're putting applicants first. And I've heard horror stories about people coming out three or four visits to get needless and unnecessary appointments that can be conducted virtually. And so our out-of-state process right now, no matter where you are or internationally, you'll need one visit here. Um, and that will be some things that we can't outsource. Your polygraph, your psych, and your medical all need to be done here. But your testing can be done remotely. Your interviews can be done remotely through Zoom or Teams. Um, and we have we have been highly responsive to trying to make that a very seamless process. So traveling out here is not an inhibitor. And your time out here, by the time you leave on your one trip, you're going to know what academy class you're starting in and where you're going to be. So helps people plan for life a lot better. I, I can only imagine that a lot of this was born out of necessity. Uh, as much as I know that you and your team have been uh, aggressively trying to think outside the box, uh, the pandemic changed so many things for so many people in terms of how we communicate and the working from home and the communicating from home. Was that a game changer for you or was this in process even before that? No, this is 100% reaction from how life has changed in the last couple of years. And I would say for us, it was a needed and forced change upon us because again, getting back to all things comfortable, everybody's familiar with the process that we had in place. And, and, and so when you upset that or you move that and pivot in another direction, there's a learning curve, but um, it's not about us. It's about serving the people that are coming into this organization and what's best for them. And we, that's the perspective that we take when we're looking through Every step of this process, valuing people from that very first day in through your rest. People are driving around right now, maybe heading to other careers or to church. And and when you say uh, people coming into a big, large facility, you you are absolutely right. There was hundreds, hundreds of people there to take. It was I think we took a Scantron test. It was greater right there. We knew then if we were moving on to the physical agility and all the other things. Uh, the waiver for those who have a degree makes a ton of sense. I don't have a degree, but to get through that portion of the test and move on to the process, how has that been received? Because I, very few other agencies that I've heard of have done that. No, not many have done that. And we, we're, we're trying to equate academy success versus your skill set that you have in the real world. And the academy is very academic heavy. There's 47 tests over a six-month period. There's a 400-question comprehensive final exam. And we know that if people have put the time, effort, and energy into getting an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree, they have the ac academic requisite to be able to impact that. They understand the study sessions and what success looks like. And so that is the number one thing um, historically that has been one of the washouts at the academy has been academic failures. And so we, we just kind of put those together 
and w- did something that made sense for us because ultimately that's what that test ferrets out, right? Is your ability to process information, judgment, and your ability to comprehend and answer questions. And you've already done that academically in terms of um, that setting, then we don't need to do that. We can move you on through the process. There appears to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, please, there appears to be a culture of we want you to be successful. I think a lot of people, when they hear testing or, or processes, they tend to think they're weeding out, but they're not designed to weed out, whether it's the hiring process or getting through the academy, I have found the folks who work at the academy to be incredibly supportive, uh, educational. Uh, they are there to help you be successful. Um, if there is a time throughout your career that you say, hey, maybe not this, that we help you find that. We, You're part of this family. And I've always, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've seen a culture of let's get through this together. Is that kind of the shift you've seen in this career over the years? That's the shift that that we have had some intentionality with over this last year, year and a half when it comes to people. And ultimately what we're looking for when people graduate the academy or even coming into this career, there's three main things. We want you to be an effective communicator, both in your ability to talk to people and in your ability to write concise reports. That's number one. Number two, we want you to critically think. We want you to be able to assess information and be able to factor if-then consequences. And number three, decision-making. We want you to get on a scene of chaos, formulate the problem, take it all in, and be decisive in your actions so you can bring calm to that situation. So that's that's the, the outline that we're looking for. And when you get to the academy, we sharpen those skills in terms of getting the the required information and the AZ post credits and all that. But this job is about connecting with human beings. And it's and technology is wonderful. And it sometimes helps our all of our business needs. But at the end of the day, when someone calls 911, they're expecting someone in a blue suit to come to wherever they are to solve a problem or help them get through crisis. That's not done by checklists. That's not done by looking through a manual. That is about connecting with human beings, figuring out what they need and finding solutions for them. And so that's where we focus people on measuring their heart to get into this this career because we want that heart of service. We want to measure that to make sure that they have the right mindset. You know, we're currently about 500 officers down in the city. And I tell this at all of our testing days when we have a couple hundred applicants in there. I said, we're 500 down. I need 250 really good ones. I would rather have 250 really good, well-intentioned people than 500 people just filling the seat. So that's what we're constantly sifting through is that we're going to show you value through this process about taking care of you, making sure what's important and getting you everything that you need to be successful. On the opposite end, we want to know that you are aligned correctly with your heart of service, your mindset, and your dedication to go out into this land of 1.7 million people and serve them correctly and appropriately. I think it's the diversity of our department that makes us who we are. We have people from all walks of life, from all beliefs, from all views, uh, which makes us really good at serving the community. I always had a picture in my mind that everybody like me grew up knowing they want to be a police officer, yet I run into teachers, I run into computer engineers, I run into chefs, uh, people who came from all over because they believe in the mission. Are you ever 
surprised, or I, I guess I should say we're not surprised anymore at the diversity with which our community comes towards us? I'm not surprised. And I saw this as a basic training lieutenant and then as a commander out there. We have people who are 20 and a half years old, and we had a guy who was 59 when he started the academy, 59 years old. And the advantage that that guy had is that when he went out into field training, everybody assumed he had been on the job for 30-some years. But he was a business owner his whole life, always wanted to do this job, and finally got to a point. So I think that's one thing that values this organization is that we can take the the 20-and-a-half-year-old all the way to the 60-year-old. There is a place for everybody in this organization. And I know some people don't want to be a patrol officer their whole life. There are 80 different details within the city of Phoenix Police Department that you can do. You can seriously do one job every year for 20 years or 25 years and not get through a third of the entire organization. So for people like me who like to move every two or three years, it's perfect. It's like a brand new career. And when you see that kind of opportunity, which differs from every other agency in this state, um, it, it is really an opportunity of a lifetime. And I would also say with our ability to hire as the fifth largest city in the United States and start academies every six weeks, nobody else does that either. We can do it because we are large and we have that capacity to get it done. So uh, I, I would I would challenge anybody who's waffling, talk to one of our recruiters, check us out on joinphoenixpd.com, come out to one of our recruiting events or some of our community events where we're just providing information. We will get you successful if you have the right mindset of service and you can get through our, our hiring process. We will pour into you more than you'll ever pour into us, I promise. And so that website again was PhoenixPD? Joinphxpd.com. Thank you for that. Chief Chapman, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your service to not just the citizens of Phoenix, but you also served in Ohio. Uh, thank you for everybody throughout this career that you've helped and mentored. And and most importantly, we want to thank you, the community, for supporting law enforcement, for supporting the Silent Witness Program, for, for joining as we, as we try to find the best applicants to make this place as, as safe as possible. Most importantly, we want to thank Bonneville for this time. Until next week, stay safe. You've been listening to 50 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377. 